G'day there, Andrew Roberts here, co-founder of Farm Owners Academy. <clears throat> uh, excited to share this podcast with you today and just really want to start off with the heading, the subject line, if you chase two rabbits, you'll catch neither. Uh, I think this is such a great little saying and if you can imagine a dog out trying to chase two rabbits and ends up going home hungry and uh, I feel this is something that so many business owners do is they're just split focus. They're chasing too many things, trying to accomplish too much and as a result don't really accomplish much at all. So I'm going to really dive into this podcast today and share with you uh, my my learnings from, again, 20 years mentoring business owners um, and the impact that I see this has on so many people and what you can do about it, how to actually learn from it, and then how to, sh- <coughs> excuse me, how to then sharpen the saw to become significantly more focused and disciplined around what you focus on. I wanted to start off with a story. I'm going to read this out off my screen here. And I think this is a, a reason why we experience what I, what I refer to as the, the entrepreneur's curse, taught to me by a guy called Krill Price. Um, but the entrepreneur's curse, I'll, I'll elaborate on, on a little bit shortly. But the, the, this is called the school of averages. And it just says this, the animals organized a school to help their children deal with the problem of the new world and to make it easier to administer the curriculum of running, climbing, swimming and flying. They decided that all their children would take on all the subjects. This produce some interesting issues. The duck was excellent in swimming, but relatively poor in running. So he devoted himself to improving his running through extra practice. Eventually, his web feet got so badly worn that he dropped to only average in swimming. But average was acceptable in his school, so nobody worried about that except the duck. The rabbit had a nervous breakdown because the other animal said she looked like a rat when she jumped in the water for swimming classes and all her hair got modded, uh, matted down. <coughs> in the climbing class, the eagle beat all the others to the top of the tree but kept insisting on using his own method of getting there. This was unacceptable, so the eagle was severely disciplined. And when the fish came home from school and said, Mum, Dad, I hate school. Swimming is great. Flying's fun if they let me start in the water. But running and climbing, I don't have any legs and I can't breathe out of the water. The fish parents made an appointment for her with the principal who took one look at her progress report and decreed, You are so far ahead of the rest of the class in swimming that we're going to let you skip swimming classes and give you private tutoring in running and climbing. The fish was last seen heading for Canada to request political asylum. The moral of this story is, let the fish swim, let the rabbits run, let the eagles fly. We don't want a school of average ducks. Or play to people's strengths. So I feel this is a large reason why we're often trained to to become average, which is um, multidisciplinary across multi multiple things, and and I know when I first started out in business, my idea of entrepreneurship was the ability to do multiple things at once, to become multi-focused. And I've really learnt that um, this is this is absolutely not true, and and it's tied in with this concept called the entrepreneur's curse. And Creel Price, who mentored me, shares the story of a dog that 
goes off and finds a bone. And the dog's enjoying the bone, but is walking back to its uh, its kennel. It's so excited that it's, it's got this bone in between its mouth, but then spots a bigger bone. So it drops the first bone and goes over and picks up the bigger bone. And it's chewing on the bigger bone, and then it's heading back to its um, kennel and sees even a bigger bone. So it drops the second bone to then chew on the third bone. And this just continues on, and eventually the dog dies of starvation. And this is the entrepreneur's curse. It's getting distracted by what we think is the next best shiny thing. Or uh, in farming, it could be um, you're, you're doing a great job cropping, but you think you should get into livestock farming, or you, you, you might make a decision to totally diversify or do something totally random, um, and it really distracts you from what you're doing really, really well in the first place. Um, or it could be things are going along really, really well, but you also get distracted by a shiny object, a new piece of equipment, machinery that really is not going to do that much, but you get distracted by, by it anyway. Or you might get distracted by um, just thinking too big. And, and really, this, this, this leads me into uh, talking about these three points today, which is there's a, there's a magic. that Part one is there's a magic in thinking big. But there's an incredible power in focusing small. Okay, there's a magic in thinking big, but there's an incredible power in focusing small. Part two, I'm going to introduce you to this concept of of focus. Um, and part three, I want to talk about discipline and uh, give you a couple of uh, areas that I feel are, are very much linked to, to the top. The top two, focusing small, the power of focus, and then just disciplining yourself to remain committed to, to focusing. So let's let's look at this part A, this this magic in thinking big, but there's a real power in focusing small. And and again, uh, I have to give credit here to Krill Price, who um, Krill, Krill and I worked together. I, I think I've referred to him in a previous podcast. He runs a company now called Investable, but Krill built up and sold his company for 110 million dollars. And I had the I had the opportunity to go into business with Krill after he he sold his company. I sold my company. We were in business together for a year. And I learned so much from this guy, and one of his theory—he has a lot of theories—and and one of his theories was magnifying glass theory. I love it, and he just educated or illustrated that. I don't know when you when you were young, and the first time you're given a magnifying glass. Uh, I remember it was the most, one of the most exciting days of my school career when I was shown how to use a magnifying glass, and then you you, you allow the sun to come through the magnifying glass. And that creates like a laser, and then through that through that power, that focused energy from the sun, you can actually light a fire, and you can you can hold it over a piece of bark, and this this uh, this fire can be created. I mean, this was just like groundbreaking for me when I learned this at school. I got so excited about this. Um, I remember racing home, and my poor little brother, three years younger younger than me, I said, right. I remember he came out in these massive big gumboots and I said, um, I, I sat him down on the lawn and I'm holding this magnifying glass over these gumboots. I remember this so clearly and the smoke was coming out of these gumboots and I, I kid you not, if I reckon if I left it there for much longer, it probably would have lit my little brother up in flames. But um, fortunately, I, I did had the sense to stop this. But, you know, this is really powerful stuff because you're... you're you're taking this big energy field and you're creating this laser focus and you're able to start a fire. 
And what Krill helped me learn is if you can stay focused on one thing for long enough, you have the ability to start a fire. But if you can appreciate it, a lot of people, um, they'll hold the magnifying glass, but they'll move it from one project to the next project. It's like jumping all over the place. And as a result, you never really start a fire. And you're always jumping around, chasing new things, doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, and, and, and as a result, there's never the ability to create something big um, because you're, you're, you're not focused on something for long enough. And I know that I've certainly been very, very guilty of this. I've, I've been on the cusp of creating a, an amazing business. Um, and then you jump, because of the entrepreneur's curse. <coughs> Excuse me, I'll just have a sip of this water. Because of the entrepreneur's curse, you know, we, we jump to the next thing. And because we jump to the next thing, we, we, we're not disciplined enough to stay focused and, and start that fire. Um, we also use the metaphor of building out a jigsaw puzzle. And in, in order to complete a jigsaw, you need to obviously uh, look at the vision or look at the cover of the jigsaw. You need to put the edges around and then you focus in one section, right? And you hold your energy until that section is complete. And then you move over to the next section. Um, but what a lot of people do in business is they're, they're trying to do multiple things at once, chasing two rabbits or multiple rabbits and really catching none and really not completing things. And, and as a result, there's no fire started. So, so magnifying glass theory is, is, is hold energy on a project and complete it, see it through to completion. And in addition to that, stick to the one thing. Um, which really links me into part two, which is this concept of focus. I love this. Um, I, I was at a, an event in America, and I'd been in business for 10 years, and I learned, I learned this. Um, and it's probably one of the greatest things I've ever learned. I was sitting next to this amazing entrepreneur. This is why I love going to events, by the way, because you just don't know who you're going to meet, and you always... What I find when I go to a, when I get off away from my business and I get into a new environment around um, people is I just always learn something and I always go, oh, it's so obvious what you've just taught me. Um, but it can have such a significant impact. And this particular guy, I wish I remembered his name, he, he was an American guy. I flew to an event, a four day event in America. And I just became great mates with this particular guy and he was very, very successful. Um, and I was going relatively well, uh, but I just was, I was frustrated, I was agitated. And I was sitting down and sharing with him my, my goals and you know, my business and what I was hoping to achieve. And he shared a, a story with me that he wrote, he wrote out the acronym for FOCUS, but I'll just share the story that he shared with me, whether it's true or not, I don't know, but... Great story. Uh, I think it is true. And he shared the story that there was a young singer and he was 15 years of age and confused because he absolutely loved singing, but he also loved conducting choirs and orchestras. And basically, he couldn't work out what he wanted to do. And his father, who was his coach and mentor, um, put two chairs side by side. I want you to imagine you got two chairs side by side and he said put you, he got um, this young kid to stand up and put his left foot on the left chair and his right foot on the right chair. 
And his father said, right, left chair is you're going to commit to singing. Right chair, you're going to commit to being a uh, a conductor. And the kids said a lot. And he said, I want you to make your decision. And you make your decision by putting two feet on the one chair. And this kid goes, well, I don't know, Dad. I don't know what I want to do. And his father kicked the chairs out a little bit. So he's starting to do the splits. And he said, make your decision. And this kid's like, I can't. I don't know what to do. And he kicked them out even further and then further and then further. And next minute, he's like in this totally awkward position and he had to make a decision. So he chose to go down the singing path. He committed. And the story is, it's Pavarotti, uh, one of the world's greatest singers. And and uh, this really links back to this this situation that I was in at the time was I was wanting to create a really successful company in one area and I really wanted to put my energy into another area. It's like, it's like we've got these 10 focus units. And if you like, I wanted to put, say, seven into one business and three into another. One was a coaching company and one was, I think it was a, um, it was a, a company that I was running at the time called Lending Sales Success. And this particular guy that I was sitting with just wrote out the, this, this word focus down the page, F-O-C-U-S. And he, he just wrote down the acronym, which was focus on one course until successful. Focus on one course until successful, F-U-C-S. And then he wrote it down again, focus on the most optimal course until successful, and he said, this is after telling me the Pavarotti story, this is, and then he wrote this down, and he said to me, Andrew, you're trying to do too much. He said, you, you know, you, you're going to fry your head trying to build this coach, this business here and this other business here. And he said, pick one. And I decided to go all in on, on the particular coaching business, and I decided to let go of the other one. It was a pretty big decision, and it was really interesting because I was actually also working with Creel at the time, uh, Creel Price, and I went back from this course and caught up with Creel and I shared this story with him and, and he said, yeah, he went through something similar where uh, he was running four companies and four different, you know, focuses and, and, and his director or, or a mentor said, you know, which three are you going to shut down? And one of Creel was explaining that one of his businesses was turning over $5 million a year, employed 60 staff. It was a recruitment business. And he, he was totally confused because it was, he, he, he's the opportunity that he had um, with this company. It was a marketing company. It was enormous, but it wasn't really making any money. But he he really honoured the the respect of this mentor. So he decided that he was going to actually shut three companies down, including the recruiting business. And he was sharing at the time. Uh, he, he was telling me this story that you know this was a very tough decision. And I said to him, you know, why don't you sell it? And he said, well, the otherwise. If I, if I took all six months or whatever it was going to take me to sell it, all that opportunity cost of not fueling into this big opportunity, this marketing company, would have been gone. So it was, the time to strike was now. And so he shut down three companies, including his $5 million business, to put all his energy into this one company, this marketing company. Um, uh, what was it called? Blue Blues. I can't remember the name of it, sorry. But uh, anyway... Cut a long story short, five years later, he sold that company for $110 million. He grew it to like a team of a 1,000 people, totally focused on one thing. And really, if you look around, 
the most successful people really they they they're incredibly focused. Um, and and even a guy like Richard Branson, he made his first billion in one business, which was the the the, the Virgin Records. Now he does run seven billion dollar companies today, and he's but but it's interesting because what he does is he finds someone amazing to head it up and run it, and. That's why he's so successful because he can leverage other people's expertise. To the, but the, the person he partners with is 100% focused on those companies. And we see this all the time in farming businesses, Greg and I, is that so many of you are split focus. You're trying to be successful in too many areas. And as a result, you're chasing too many rabbits. And you're getting too distracted by chasing the next opportunities or the next big thing. It's the entrepreneur's curse. you you think there's a bigger bone, but the bone you've got is is all you maybe need. You may need to um, succeed. And really, uh, it, it, the, when I came back and put all my energy into that one business, I turned it into a multi million dollar company, sold it, and it did really, really well for me. Um, uh, a company called Podiatry Hive. It's now the Hive, but I just committed, and 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 I and and I've now really learnt this this. Um, this magic in thinking big but focusing small and holding my energy on one thing. Even though my brain loves coming up with ideas, but, but I've now learned that I can't let those ideas distract. And this we teach this so much in our Take Control program, right? Really, um, the Take Control program is, is one big program to get you so committed and so organized and so focused um, and that, that, that you will have a significantly higher chance of achieving success. It's like we take all your ideas and we show you how to package it and get you crystal, crystallized in your strategic direction and then what you need to do to get you from where you're at to where you want to get to. Um, reach out. If you haven't done it, uh, on, uh, honestly, it's the best investment. $3,000 to have a, a three-month coaching and mentoring program to help you just get so organized, crystal clear, um, you can check it out at farmownersacademy.com forward slash take control. Just a little plug uh, there. But listen, um, I, I'm such an advocate of that program. So we we teach in that program, one of the one of the modules we take we, we would take you through is helping you figure out where you where you need to focus. What's your core purpose? What's your core focus? And and really we, we get you to answer three questions. Question one, what are you deeply passionate about? This is from um, a great book called Good to Great. Question two, what drives your economic engine? And question three, what can you be the best in the world at? And we want to help you let go and do less. You know, complex is easy, simple we have to work at. And, and uh, there's a, it's challenging. It's really challenging letting go. It's really challenging creating focus, picking that one key, one or maybe two areas that you can become best in world at. And um, what you know, and some people struggle with this because they might have a deep passion for one area on your farm, and you might hate the other area. And I'd be like, you know what? I would be letting, go. and the other area might seem to be more profitable, but you're actually smarter letting that go to focus on what you're deeply passionate about. As long as it does also tick the, the box of can it drive your economic engine and can you actually be the best in the world at it? It's like you know, this is where good's the enemy of great, right? So we, we want to help farmers become outstanding in their field um, and uh, that's where the, the rewards really start kicking in. And this li- links back 
very well to, to, dis, to, to part three, which is discipline. This is a real discipline. Challenge yourself to not think about the big about new ideas. I had a, a um, meeting with a, a very entrepreneurial farmer. Uh, <laughs> I'll, um, I'll, I'll mention his first name because I'm, I'm sure he's listening to this. Dougal, he's, he, and he's got so much talent, so much capability, and um, and he's got a very big game to play. There's no question about it. And and he's very much like me because he's always talking about the next idea. And always discuss, you know, what if we, you know, and, and it's so, it's so big picture. Uh, he's an ideas man. And, and I uh, helped him and I said to him, you know, for the next 12 months, I want you to challenge yourself to not think or discuss any ideas outside your current business. This is the discipline of focusing small. And I want you just to implement all these things that you've learned from us. Get the one percenters done at a very, very high level. For example, get your budgets in place. For example, set up the the quarterly meetings, the weekly meetings where you where you keep the whole team organized and focused. Discipline yourself to to to, to take care of the low hanging fruit, and do that for a year and watch the profitability in your current business fly. Because whilst he whilst you're thinking big and coming up with all these ideas, you're not actually implementing the small. And that's a real discipline. That's why I love quarterly plans. And so you break down the four to five things you're going to just execute and do them really, really well. And it might be putting a system in place for your management of your farm. And and you invest a whole quarter to just get that right, systemize it, and get the whole team following the system. Now, that will transform your current business more than you will imagine. And it's not thinking big and it's not getting caught up in the next idea or the next investment or whatever it is. It's, it's just executing and staying committed to those three or four projects. And for me, uh, this is essential because when you, when you take, there's a great saying, right? If you're playing cricket, take care of the singles, the ones and the twos, and then the century will take care of itself. But if you go for the six, you'll get out. You may not get out, but in, <laughs> there's a much higher chance of getting out. So, so business is just a matter of um, breaking things down to the simple and executing those really, really well. It's like those hundred things at one percent uh, each, and um, doing them really, really well. So, I uh, hope you got some ideas from today's podcast. That if you chase two rabbits, you'll catch none. Um, beware of the entrepreneur's curse. Uh, probably the the business underneath you right now is is if you just did it really really well will bring you great profitability great success there's a big magic in thinking big but there's a there's a power in focusing small but you need to focus um, and commit to maybe doing one max two things really really well and as a discipline in in staying committed to getting that project humming, right? Really profitable. Focus on one course until successful. Focus on the most optimal course until successful. If you like this podcast, um, please, two things. We'd love to get a review from you, either on our Facebook page, on our Google reviews, on even on the iTunes, in, uh, in the podcast in iTunes. That'd be very meaningful f- for us. Or share it. Share this podcast with another farmer that, or share it with someone that you know may not be as focused as they could be. 
um, and hopefully this will help them. If you want to speed track your success, reach out. Um, champion businesses, sports people all have coaches. So that's what we do. We're, we're coaches. We will coach and mentor you to greatness and, and to really positive, good things. Come and experience us. Um, I'll just drop in here as well. We guarantee everything we do. If you don't get value out of it, we give the money back. That's how confident we are in what we do. So um, I'm going to be starting to bring in the future some people that have been through some of our stuff and get you to share some of their, their success with you because we've got so many amazing case studies. Um, but uh, we'll see you on a future podcast. But for now, take care. Bye now.